Somewhere between dreams and reality is my mental locality. It's Rhyme and Reason 360. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Hey there, Tony here once again with Rhyme and Reason. And I know they're coming at you fast and furious right now. I'm trying to catch up. There's some things I'm trying to do this year that I want to do a little differently, and I'm right now still trying to play a little catch-up to get there, but I'm getting there. You may have noticed that uh, these episodes, if you're a frequent follower and listener, you're noticing that they're coming at you kind of like in twos. I don't know. It depends on really how you uh, you treat your feed and uh, the player that you use and where you bring them into your player. I mean, there's a lot that goes on with it, but generally speaking, they're kind of coming in twos, I think, right now, just for a little while longer, and things will get back to normal. But I'm going to start this one out with a question. Where is he, Doc? Somewhere between dreams and reality. I'm sure you've watched at least a movie or two where the main star struggles with issues of sanity. Seen those kind? It's a pretty common theme in mystery and sci-fi and horror movies. A lot of times a person wanders through weirdness, feeling stuck somewhere between dreams and reality. You know, they just don't know what's real. Have you seen those kind of movies? There's a lot of them. And waking up is sometimes like that. When I was a preteen, really even into my 20s, I woke up each and every day, completely ready to be awake. I'm not not fooling at all. I mean, I, actually, I think this went right into my 30s I was that way. And I could hardly even wait to see what life had in store for me. I just loved getting up. Early on, it was pretty much all about school and reading. I loved to read. Hundreds of books, literally hundreds of books. I don't even, I lost count. I read so many. And basically, on whatever was at the tip of my interest at the time, history, the great wooden sailing ships, and early explorers, man, I loved all those. Those were great. I used to read the historical uh, battleships, the real ones, not, uh, not made-up tales, but the real battles of the giant wooden sailing ships. Man, those were great. I just can't believe how they'd pull up to, alongside each other and just blow each other to bits and Whoever was still floating got to win, I guess. Um, I, you know, I also read mysteries and football books. Yeah, I, I once had a dream of playing football, but uh, as it turned out, I didn't get to, to that size. So I took up tennis and actually got really, really good at that, tennis and racquetball. Oh, I'm digressing. I also read um, novels about the Old West and mountaineers and, of course, poetry. That last one, poetry, that one really took hold. It really kindled my imagination pretty much into, I guess, what I'd call an eternal flame. Well, as eternal as we can get in this space-time continuum anyway, but the idea of putting words together with rhythm and rhyme, that seemed like the perfect way to sort of immortalize thoughts. And somewhere around the 10th or 11th grade, I started writing simple poems into my spiral notebook journals. I have a video 
on YouTube. It's on my website too. I can't think of where it is right now. Uh, I think that's a link though in the show notes. Maybe click click on that and no, actually that might take you to some place to buy something. Now that I think about it, but you know, if you want to do that, you can buy a journal and you know write your own poems. Anyway, before I knew it, those school days turned into weeks, and those weeks turned into years, way beyond school, and years morphed into the decades that I can now peer back into with basically a combined old and new perspective. And that, what I call metaphorical dichotomy, somewhere between dreams and reality, that's where I often find myself in early morning moments. And by early morning, I don't mean 5.30. I don't mean 4.30. I mean early morning. Like the morning when I wrote my notes for this episode and what became the article on the blog, I woke up and I looked at the hands of my watch glowing in the dark and thought it was 6.15. Like I said, these days I don't usually sleep till 6.15. Oh man! Ah, So I attempted to get my bearings and shuffle off to the kitchen to brew some coffee. And when I got there, I discovered it was actually 5.14. You know, cool. I had just bought another hour of awake time, and all it cost me was a little forward motion. Well, after getting the coffee started, I sat at our dining table to relish my in-between time. And I opened one of our little laptops and began to type down some of those corresponding thoughts. And I've mentioned this before, but they're often the thoughts that I enjoy the most because even if no one else enjoys them or, you know, understands them or, what are you saying, Tony? It doesn't matter. What matters is I captured in rhythm and rhyme those subatomic, weightless particles, if you want to call it that, particles of everything and nothing that give me glimpses into the unimaginable creativity of God. Here's what I saw, but didn't actually see, this morning, or this particular morning when I wrote that. Somewhere between a dream and a wake. The sleep is still there in my brain as I walk through the house in the dark. Ideas drive my head like a train, subatomic inside of a quark. Crescendo andante, surreal in a beckoning, bellowing dream, come thoughts both abrupt and genteel, all painted with vanishing cream. I know they are there just for me, and I must have a mental keepsake of the life I see but don't see, somewhere between a dream and a wake. There are links to the uh, these things, and I welcome your feedback anytime that you uh, have something to say about it or or some, you know, some question about what I've written, anything. I welcome your feedback. You can email me, like I always say, Tony at TonyFunderberg.com. Those come to me. And uh, so far, I don't send them off to some page in a bureaucratic office in Washington, D.C. Nope, they come right to me. I read them and I answer them. As many as I can, anyway. And I want to finish up by saying, even though quarks... And you can look that up. It's real interesting. Even though they haven't been directly observed, they've been confirmed using theoretical predictions based on their existence. And I'll just call those subatomic examples of how life has rhyme and reason because 
God made you. There's a rhyme and reason.